This is Mike Bursell, voice of the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover and Living with the Land. Welcome to a voyage of discovery and awareness of the richness, the diversity, and the often surprising nature of the Mickey Dudes podcast. Skim connect and uh, whatever the heck it is. <laughs> Hello, humans, and welcome to another episode of the Mickey Dudes podcast. I'm Annie Clark, and I'll be your host tonight, or whenever you're listening to this, I'll be your host at whatever time of day it is. So with me tonight, from our merry menagerie of commentators, we have Dave from Orlando. Hello, Dave. Hello. Debbie was sick, so the union sent me. It's so nice to be able to say that and not be hosting. <laughs> How are you doing, Dave? Good. I've been I've been good. good. As um, these perpetual allergies are going yet again, I have a frog in my throat. Do you have your tea now? Are I you... do have my tea. Good. And I also have some Fireball with me too. <laughs> well, you're all set. Okay. All right. Keep me clear. <laughs> from uh, from all the way in Scotland, we have Stephen. I'm surrounded by idiots. Just me. It's true. And it's a ghetto. A ghetto. That's sick. What happened here? What? Oh Can God. you say that in English, please? <laughs> no, he cannot. <laughs> All right, from Houston, we have Jeff. Hello, humans. No, you already said that. Uh, flash photography, I wouldn't. That alters the homing signal, and that's not the king's English. I say. Right. Mixing it up. <laughs> How are you, Jeff? Good, good. I'm uh, enjoying me some uh, Joffrey's Divine Donut Blend, by the way, as we speak. Is it divine? It is divine, and uh, it's my favorite now, actually, um, using one of their little Keurig cups. Those are my parents' favorite, too. They have me... Uh, order them and send it over to their house all the time so I do the 96 cups for them Jeez. and then every now and then I get the uh, text from my father hey we're at, we're running out of coffee make another order so oh, I think I might have said this on another podcast but um, I had I was at Goofy's Kitchen in Disneyland I'm just <laughs> that's a mild brag there um, but we were I was having a press pot there and it was so good I made the people bring out the the whatever coffee they were using i knew it was joffrey something but it was divine donut blend so i was like well that's that's my coffee then so there you go Sounds i actually divine. have to buy some myself now i've been doing every morning i've been doing jamaican me crazy k-cups nice mm. <laughs> all right well are we ready to get started i'm ready to get jiggy with it well dave go. You can either ask your question or you can talk about Horror Nights. Which would you prefer to do first? I first actually would like to ask my question. So, okay, Dave, let it rip. 
All right. So, have <laughs> any of you recently taken a look at the uh, roster for Eat to the Beat concerts for Food and Wine? Yeah. No. Not until we were told not to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, going through the going through the roster for half of these, my question is, who the hell are these people? <laughs> Some of these pe- new people that they have announced, I have never heard of. So, I mean, I know this is the Hasbins concert, but the question is, no. how can they how can they be Hasbins if we never oh, heard Chris of them Allen, in the first place? I've heard of him. Have to be a been to be a Hasbin. You got to be careful. Patona Hasbin. You can't. You cannot challenge uh, DJ Phobe here for on music because uh, Annie is gonna nail <laughs> really all these. Can, but not <laughs> maybe not with '90s boy band has-beens. You can't challenge me. No. <laughs> <laughs> She's like probably like DB Mac. Yeah, I definitely yeah. know that. I know Kenny G. I think we've said, um, I've said this before. I mean, Sheena Easton. She just lives down the road for me. Well, she was born down the road for me, about what, five miles away. In fact, I was born in the same town that she was brought up on. What? In Bells Hill and, and South Lanarkshire. you got to be kidding me. So, no. That's awesome. I know, with that mid-Atlantic accent, who would have thought she was Scottish, yeah? Wow. Yeah, no, I didn't know that. Huh. Well, ironically, she too... It off that very well. is one heck of a fun fact. You you want to hear another fun fact? Three weeks before, Sheena Easton is Sheila E. And when I was a teenager, I would confuse Sheila E. with Sheena Easton. Because I always thought it was Sheena E. <laughs> True story. <laughs> there's a few. There's a belly ocean as well. I mean, he was big. You know. <laughs> yeah. Once. When the going gets tough, the tough get going, you know. I, mean, I feel like some of these some of these people, it's like the highlight of their year to be able to put this on their calendar because they probably got no other gigs for the rest of the year. They probably do like little festivals, right? Yeah, state fairs and stuff like that. Because we have like a little township festival here, and they're like the headliner is always somebody that's also an Eat to the Beat, like Starship or something. So that's probably the biggest thing they do. Oh, do they actually charge admission for these things? Uh, no, not what I'm talking about, no. Gotcha. <laughs> Starship did Flower uh, and Garden earlier on this year as well. So I think it's just, right, okay, having a festival, who do we got? Right, okay, give give Mickey Thomas a phone. <laughs> okay, so. Come on, everybody knows Baja, man. Come on. Baja! Who <laughs> let the dogs out? All right, all right. See, it's once you actually see the songs, you actually know so, them. But until you actually see through, the songs. So here's the thing. I can think of a couple of other things I'd rather be doing than going to a Bahamian concert. <laughs> watching paint dry and watching grass grow are probably high Maybe on that list. Maybe they put on a really good show. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> Every time now... I live right outside the Epcot <laughs> gate, and there have been these concerts going on. And every time I have been in Epcot doing food and wine right now, I kept going. Plain white tees, I didn't care. Everything else, I just kept walking by. Last year, I did go to Tiffany. I will make a, I will make a uh, confession. She was a uh, childhood crush, so I did do it once. 
Yeah, been well, there, means... done it, got the T-shirt. Don't need to do that again this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was playing a concert over here last year uh, in Scotland, and I saw her play as well. So she wasn't too bad. Doesn't look anything like what she she used to, but she's not too bad a singer. I have a friend so who comes. Half of us have seen Tiffany in the past <laughs> few years. <laughs> That's not bad odds there. <laughs> Usually in a mall somewhere, though. <laughs> exactly. uh, uh, nice. This is true. I have a friend every year who comes down and spends every every minute at all three concerts every night at um, Sugar Ray. And <laughs> she was for David Cook also, who I guess oh, got yeah. a little too big for his britches because he's not uh, performing there anymore. So. Wow. So they, I liked him on American Idol and so they replaced I nothing him, else of him. They replaced him with Chris Allen, another American Idol? Or is that, yeah, is that same alum. Chris Allen? Yeah. I think he sings like Chris, Christian music though, Chris Allen. Okay. Well, I can tell you for certain I would go to a Big Bad Voodoo Daddy concert that'd be i would too i would go to i would go to uh yeah i would go to that one too you're Uh, right the modern jukebox i would definitely go to i've never heard of them all the ones that said new yeah 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 like that's what i mean that's what i mean those yeah those um, when they finally announced them i'm looking at this like okay never heard of this one never heard (laughs) of this one never heard of this one what does joey fatone and friends mean i want to know what that means (laughs) Precisely. <laughs> now we need David to, David to pull off a, a live blog with that. What's the date of that? Is that going to be some kind of secret? What is the date, Joey Fatone? Are they going to be right? Uh, I don't 11, know. It was near the end. Eleven twelve. I have my handy little uh, food and wine passport with me right here, so because I never leave home without it, because I never know when I'm going to pop into Epcot for for a, uh, Wait a snack. Minute. So eleven twelve to eleven fourteen is Joey. Fat one, yeah. and so oh, it says it on the other side, featuring Chris Kirkpatrick, also of NSYNC, uh, for your information, Ryan Cabrera, who was also a pop star in the early 2000s. He used to date Ashley Simpson. I knew okay, you so I see these. Da- I see these dates of when he's performing. Let me just check my. Let me check my uh, calendar. Oh, I'd go to Joy oh, F- Fatone. Too, I can't right? go that night. I'm washing my hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's my joke. <laughs> well, so basically, they're gonna sing and sync songs. Is that what I'm hearing? Well, right. Ryan Cabrera, uh, he has a beautiful voice. He had like spiked up hair. That doesn't answer your question. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, I had his CV. I think it's, I think it's a lot worse than me because obviously, coming from over here. I don't know half these folk anyway. And I know obviously you're saying that you don't know them, but they must have hit somewhere in America. But I've not got a clue who half of these folk are. <laughs> they used to, when they'd list them on the Disney site, they used to list like the song they were known for next to and them. And then they realized the people didn't like those songs and kind of kept it away. Yeah, now, that, now I guess they're not doing that. And it's not helpful. Well, I know Joy Fatone's local, so I don't know if it's just an easy an easy win for Disney, but who knows? It's crazy. I get that for sure. The show. All right, should we get to Horror Nights? Sure. I didn't mean to cut you off there. Not a problem. So. (laughs) uh, Or did I? (laughs) Mm. 
<laughs> Either which way, you're the host, so the ball is in your court, so I acquiesce to you. <laughs> well... Either say what you're going to say, or we can get on to Horror Nights. That's Let's you, get on to Horror, horror Nights, then. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> I am the proud owner of a frequent fear pass to Halloween Horror Nights at Universal. Oh, fancy. Uh, sometimes I will say that I like Universal more than Disney. Mm. Any reasons. <laughs> and... Um, I'm here to tell you all that if you are planning a trip and you are coming to Universal and you want something a little bit more uh, edgy for your celebration or observance for Halloween, I love Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. I'm going to be going to the party this uh, Friday night. Uh, Got a nice uh, discount for it because October parties are way too expensive at the moment, so... uh, I jumped on one September party because I figured, all right, it's kind of fall-esque. It's not fall yet, but Halloween Horror Nights, I got 26 nights of them. I plan to go to 24, actually 23 of them. So wow. with that said, That's I... a lot uh, of horror. <laughs> well, I actually, my, my uh, pass also has a... Uh, I guess uh, what is it's not fast pass on it. It's express pass. So I can actually get in really early and then right afterwards just leave. And uh, so it starts at six o'clock. I can yesterday I did it at six o'clock. I was done. I was done by nine fifteen on my way home. Did you do stay and scream? I did do stay and scream for that. So it actually works because my my work schedule I start at 7:20 in the morning at my job so i have to my my alarm is going off at 4:45 so i need to actually uh i used to be a night owl with this new job i can't afford to be anymore so i uh figured my um getting going for a little extra money with the express pass was a good way for me to be able to go through all the houses and get done really quick so so I did can, you go through all of them? I did go through all of them. I Holy am cow. entitled to I am entitled to uh, Sunday nights, Wednesday nights, and Thursday nights with this pass. Uh, and the first weekend, which we had, so the Friday, Saturday, and Sun, Friday and Saturday last weekend, and then the and then the final weekend of Halloween Horror Nights, the final Friday, Saturday they used to give, but then they stopped offering that because it always is really crowded. So. They took that away from us this year. So uh, I will say that there are some amazing houses that uh, the Ghostbusters house is just pure popcorn fun. If you are if you grew up with that movie to be able to step inside it and everything, it's just uh, I had this huge smile on my face as I'm walking through the library and you see the librarian ghost and I start screaming, excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. And finally she turns around, looks at me and goes, shh. And then as you're walking through the next, you're walking through the next uh, room and it's completely dark. And then all of a sudden you hear, get her. And then this huge like <laughs> demon comes out at you. It's, it's. Get her. Get her. That's what that you, you think of is get her. Well, Listen, what... do you smell something? Um, yeah, that's my. I, if I wanted to go, it would totally be to go do Ghostbusters. That'd be the only reason I want to go right now. I'm, just, I'm really envious. That's awesome. That's I my... saw, I saw Tim Tracker going through. He'd, uh, 
a media thing, and he went through all the houses and uh, with his camera. And I must admit, it's his. Although Ghostbusters look good, as a nostalgic sort of thing, it didn't look as if it was a a scary one. It wasn't. Okay. The whole time I was going through it, I had this huge giddy smile on my face. Same thing with same thing with Stranger Things. Uh, last year, Stranger Things house was a little more scary in terms of the shock value of the um, Demogorgons coming out at you. But the fact that you're actually, if you're a Stranger Things fan, stepping into that stepping into that house and being in, stepping into the actual episodes of of seasons two and three. It just, it just gives me this huge smile. But I was like that last year with the Poltergeist House. I used to love that movie. So the nostalgic value, just I didn't find it scary. Now, there are some original houses that made me uh, almost lose function, if you get my, if you get my uh, <laughs> drift going through. Uh, they have this one house called Nightingale's, which is a um, the blood pit. <laughs> yes, Night- Nightingale's blood pit, which basically you know if it's called a blood pit. It's gonna be bad. <laughs> <laughs> the premise is it's uh, medieval Viking, not medieval Vikings, medieval gladiators. Yeah, like and, Roman kind of. Well, right? actually, no, not medieval. Yeah, not even medieval. You know, ancient gladiators, not even medieval times. Ancient glad- glad- gladiators. And they are in this pit, and they have to fight against this weird, like, uh, half-human, half-vulture-like uh, half, uh, creature with these huge teeth. And this thing is just freaky-looking, and it looks like this huge demon. It comes out at you in so many different scenes. And, you know, you, you, you're going through, and you have these impaled gladiators... At one time, they have this uh, animatronic lion coming right out at you that just you don't expect it. And next thing you know, it's coming out at you. And then you turn another corner, and there's this demon-like creature trying to like bite your neck or something. It's. <laughs> I love the creativity. That's awesome. Oh yeah. <laughs> How you... dark are the Dave? I mean, what? obviously, the videos you've seen, I've seen on YouTube and that. How dark are the houses? Because obviously. When they're going through, there's a whole stream of them going through at the same time. And it seems as if a lot of the scares are sort of preempted, you know, because they're, they're there. You can see them in front of you before you actually well, get to them. The, well, sometimes, just because it's a steady stream, there are, there are times, like a couple houses, like I've been through, I went through the house of a thousand corpses, which is Ron, Rob Zombie's house. And the first night I went through it, I didn't really like it that much because every time I was going through, I was in that odd area where the scares were either coming before me to other people or after me. And I just kept on the way the timing was. I just wasn't able to uh, get any. So there was a lot of things I didn't get to see the first time around. The second time I went through, though, it was uh, I kept on hitting most of the last minute scares and it just... uh, made me appreciate the house even more. So yes, there is there is that chance as you're going through them that you might actually, after waiting all that time, you'll see them happening, either to the people in front of you, or if you turn around, you'll see them happening all there, but it might not actually be as thrilling. It's a hit or miss. 
with each house that that is a thing that does happen they do counteract that by making the houses like mazes so a lot of times there's corners to turn so that you don't see what's coming up into the next room and stuff like that so and then they do different lighting effects at different times so certain areas for instance you'll go through these little corridors that are completely pitch black because they want your eyes to go back to um adjusting to dark and then all of a sudden you'll come into these rooms afterwards going with strobe lights and you're rubbing your eyes because and then all of a sudden as you're doing that that's when they'll jump out at you and you'll get the you'll get the scare i mean there must be about four or five hundred different actors you know with all the houses and the scare zones in there because when i was looking at it every corner seemed to have somebody there you know and if you're talking what nine, ten houses with mm-hmm. possibly maybe 20 or 30 different folk jumping out at you yeah. and obviously the scare zones. I mean, it, yeah. the well, amount of folk from, that actually do it is unbelievable. From my understanding, they're hired for the entire the, the entire duration of the event. They have a, they have a, a huge audition. Uh, Aaron Vetter, who was on, on the show with us um, talking about the uh, the meal that we shared with Joe Rohde, uh, him and his girlfriend, from my understanding, uh, did uh, audition. Uh, I think his girlfriend was told. I don't. I don't know actually whatever came of this, so I actually do have to ask uh, Aaron about this. But his girlfriend was told that she wasn't. Uh, they weren't what she, she wasn't what they were looking for for horror nights, but. Uh, my understanding was uh, at that at that audition, they talked to her about possibly playing Martha May in the uh, Wow Grinch in the Grinch Christmas show that they had. What? So that's yeah. huge. Exactly. So I have to actually ask him whatever whatever came of came of that one. So, but obviously there is a uh, there is a process that they have that. They go through. So you have scare zone actors and you also have house actors. And my understanding is the house actors, because they are wearing hot costumes and it is still in the 90s around here, they do about 30-minute sets. Now, the houses are air-conditioned. There is one house, the Yeti house, which is basically just – it's an American Yeti, so it's more Bigfoot, although there is one (laughs) section that does go into like – go into – the white yeti so i kind of think it's like a little play on, a little play on disney it actually made me appreciate our yeti a little more because this house is just really grand and just every time i go through it i've been freaked out with it wow uh, yeah i've done three uh rip tours that's kind of like their version of vip tours mm-hmm. but in fact inspect uh speaking of joey fat one um fatone he um he would yeah, yeah i know he passed by me, you know, in the dark behind the scenes once with his group. And I was like, I had my entourage and he had his entourage. I said, what's up, Joey? And he said, what's up, whatever your name is. And um, <laughs> no, actually, we did, I, well, I didn't know who it was. Who you were. Yeah, everybody's like, hey, that was Joey Fatone. I'm like, who? Oh, yeah, that was him. But uh, when you're in the back. There's, there's Jeff Williams. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you're in the, the behind the scenes, they will... Um, uh, you can see them rotating the the whole entire uh, mm-hmm. house out, right? 
And they all have these giant black cloaks on. They're trying their hardest to kind of hide themselves, you know what I'm saying? So it's really kind of weird to see these like 12 to 20 cloaking figures walking into the house all at once. It's kind of funny. What surprised me about that is they were wearing their cloaks, but yet they still had their masks on. Usually they would take the mask off, but you can see all the... Because the Yetis are right behind uh, Stranger Things, and the Stranger Things house has one of the largest uh, lines. So you see the Yetis come out, and everybody just starts clapping for the for the performance <laughs> that they've that they've been given as they're going backstage. So nice. every thirty minutes, another group of actors does come and uh, oh, that's cool. Relieve them, from my understanding. Oh, that's really neat. Yeah. So they have they have quite an abundance of actors so i think it might be 30 minutes on 30 minutes off yeah i can see that especially for some of them with the lighting i mean obviously there's some of them that are constantly in front of a strobe light which i think must uh must be demented even if it's only for (laughs) half an hour if you're in a a place with a strobe light on with you for half an hour constantly trying to do you know trying to scare folk as well i mean uh, you'd be coming out at night and you'd only be able to shut your eyes for a week well, they have security guards standing in there, too, to make sure that people yeah. don't turn around and punch the actors or stuff like that, too. And you you see them just standing in each room, and they have to they have to take those shifts, too. And I was just thinking that that's got to really mess them up and make them a little do's and bots when they come home. <laughs> All night. Make them what? <laughs> I mean, well, crazy. Take well, some do's and bots. Not even to mention... Should... I mean, no, Stephen... Think about the, the, the noise is intense, too. I, I know there's yeah. supposed to be bring hearing protection and all that good stuff, but I've seen some that didn't have hearing, hearing protection. I don't know what the world they were thinking, but, um, yeah, it's pretty intense. I, I, you know, obviously, they need to rotate those those people in. <laughs> well, and just yelling. Like, I don't know about Horror Nights, but I know at our haunt, like, a lot of the people are just, like, scream at you. <laughs> right. So that's yeah. a lot of just, like, screaming over and over. That would definitely give me a headache more than anything else. Just screaming. the thing is, if I didn't have to work to two in the morning in October, I would have so auditioned to be a scare actor. I want to do this job. It just it it would conflict with my next having to teach the next morning. But I would love to do this job just to mess with people because I'm sick and twisted like that. But to move to quickly move on, I will tell you there is one called Depths of Fear. Mm-hmm. Don't waste your time. It's just not. It's just not good. Uh, graveyard <laughs> so games. Shallow, shallow depths of fear. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, it wasn't that. It wasn't that deep. The teeth. Yeah, it was. It was just stupid. Graveyard games is the silent winner of ones that is just one of the best houses. People are raving about us. I never saw the movie. I went through it. I thought it was just stupid. I went and I. It's funny. I don't do horror movies anymore. I'm too old to do horror movies, but I love haunted houses. So I literally went on to the internet and read the spoiler for the for the movie and everything, and then went through the house again. I still found it stupid. So <laughs> I don't think just reading about it has the same effect as watching <laughs> movies. Yeah, but at this point, at this point, I know the characters, I know the story, and went through it, and I still just didn't find it. I was like, eh, all right. There was one room that they, they were going through. And it's as if they were all sort of mannequins apart for like every second person. Yes. That one is a little freaky because you don't know who's alive and who's not. Yeah. 
Oh, by the way, the other one that's just pure awesomeness is Killer Clowns from Outer Space. That just, I can go through that house over and over again. It just, I hate clowns and I always, I get this urge whenever someone is around me that's that has clown makeup on, I just want to punch them. <laughs> but for some reason, Killer Clowns from Outer Space just, I don't know, I just, that's the first set of clowns I've ever laughed at and actually meant right. what I was laughing at. It's, it's, yeah, they were a scare it's zone campy. last year. Yes. Yeah, they were a scare zone last year. It was really amazing. I guess it, they got graduated. Yeah. Uh, so the other thing with most of the scare zones, not for nothing, I felt like for for at least three of the, at least actually, we'll go, yeah, for three out of, out of uh, the five scare zones, I felt like I was walking through a brothel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw the pictures and I know what you mean. <laughs> I'm gonna be posting. Of experience here. It's kind of like Vegas D, if you will. Yes. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> I think the only one you didn't mention was the Universal Monsters. Oh, that one is amazing. Oh. Because cool. the. So it's classic monsters from Universal Studios through the years. So you got um, the creature from the Blue Lagoon. You have Black your Lagoon. you have Black Lagoon, whatever. You have your uh, <laughs> you have your werewolf. You have Dracula and all of his female vampires. You have the Phantom of the Opera. Frankenstein. You have Frankenstein. All of the and the hunch, Hunchback of Notre Dame, hunch, nice. Hunchback of Notre Dame, and. But they made them look a lot more sinister than the old time movies that they were. So they make them almost look like demons now. And it's just really it's downright frightening. It's it's another one of those sleeper hits. Definitely worth going to if you are going to Halloween horror nights. What about the dance show one? Was it is it Children of Anarchy or I can't remember the um, name of it? Academy of Villains. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't had a chance to do it. I, my plan is to do it this Thursday. I will say that their Lagoon show that they have for the, for the night is absolutely breathtaking. It's, oh, wow. uh, it's, it's a horror version of World of Color. Nice. With, uh, Stranger, Things and, Stranger Things and Ghostbusters mixed in somewhere. Well, that's cool. Yeah. When you were saying that the, the arcade scares one wasn't very good. Was, okay. I can't think of a proper. I have to pull my. I tried to pull a thesaurus out, and I still can't find a uh, <laughs> synonym for stupid to basically uh, <laughs> tell how bad this was. Maybe if you replace the f in uh, the the s in stupid with an f, maybe that way it works. <laughs> oh gosh! Whatever so much was your ticket in relation to a, a one day ticket, then, Dave? My ticket was like three ninety nine for the season. I think it. I think it comes out to like certain nights. It's like sixty five, but then on top of that, if you want to do express, it's like nine an additional ninety nine dollars on top of it. My suggestion is definitely do Express because it's a lot more money, but if you want to basically get the most bang for your buck and be able to like go and enjoy it, because some of these houses, you're gonna you're getting up to 120 minute waits with some of them. So if yeah, you try to go say, straight through, waits? yeah, there was some of them like what my Express pass one 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 uh, house was at a uh, 50 minute wait. 
with my express pass, I got into the house in eight minutes. Wow, nice. Yeah, so Where usually you... they say it's half it's half the time. Yeah, that's not the case. Where's the stay and scream zones this year? Duff Brewery and Finnegan's. Okay, just two of them. Yes. Okay. Oh, and right at the right at the front of the park. By right. The, okay. By the Hello Kitty statue. Okay, so they do have that one. But... <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm just laughing right. at this whole discussion. <laughs> I know it's Duff kind of Brewery funny. By the... If you... Hello if you want to do statue. if you want to do Stranger Things first, you want to go to Finnegan's because it's right it's right there. Yeah, I've done this enough that, and I have so many Orlando friends. They always like tell me to hang out at Finnegan's. I've never done Stan Scream. I just seem to always do the, <laughs> the RAP pass because I'm only going to be there one night. But that that Are sounds like a popular thing. Uh, wasn't in the works, but now I'm like itching. <laughs> I'm like feeling feeling it. <laughs> So I don't know. They might just throw it on a credit card and just look the other way. I don't know. <laughs> let me let me know. All right, I will. Try to do it on a weeknight then, so I can get it then or well, Sunday. It'll definitely not be on a weeknight, unfortunately. Well, I'll do it a... the last Friday, so my schedule, so my thing works. I'll come <laughs> in with you. All right, I'll keep that in mind. All right. Well, sounds like a ringing endorsement. Yeah. Thanks for the report. All right, should we move on to food and wine? You're the host. You tell me. Uh, all right. We're so aggressive. <laughs> so we each thought of three things we wanted to try from food and wine. So um, I guess we'll each go around and say one and keep going around. Do we want to do it that way? Yes. Sure. All right. <laughs> Answer your own question. <laughs> Jeff, since you just answered me, you're going to go first. What's your first thing you want to try at Food & Wine? Zoinks. Um, <laughs> That's I'm not s- Disney. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. I'm stalling. This is me stalling. <laughs> this is me stalling. Um, and stop. And <laughs> Jeff right... didn't do his homework again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's one thing that, that's caught my eye and it was at this uh the booth called the cheese studio hosted by borson cheese um <laughs> the cheesiest cheese um i want that to be someone's name <laughs> hello i'm borson cheese <laughs> i bond th- james bond Bor- right <laughs> borson cheese <laughs> cheese borson cheese <laughs> I don't even know what Borson cheese is. It's a brand of some kind, but um, so it's like uh, it's garlicky cheese. You get it over here. Oh, okay, gotcha. Well, I've actually watched some vlogs, and nobody has really picked this, which kind of makes me sad because I would I would have totally levitated to this immediately. And it's the black pepper Borson souffle with fig marmalade, five dollars, and it's snack eligible, by the way, whatever that means. I plan um, to get it. All right, cool. Yeah, anytime, if you ever see a souffle, maybe here's what I'm curious about, how souffles hold up in in uh, really humid Florida because they're really, they don't like the humidity very well. So I don't, I don't know how well that this holds up, but it sure sounds good. But I haven't hate, seen any reviews on it at all. It just sounds like something I would want to try. Okay, so there's a, side, there's a side note to this dish. Okay. This dish is also known for a um, little promotion that they're running at Food & Wine this year. Oh. Well, the um, Remy 
for the last couple of years has been the official mascot and pretty much figment has been the unofficial mascot because everywhere you look there's figment merchandise but mm-hmm. remy with the whole ratatouille thing has been a uh, staple at food and wine and this year in keeping with that they are offering a uh, you know how you have those little those passports that used to used to get the stamps and now you get uh, stickers instead yeah well, there's actually a section of the stickered passport where you actually have to go and get stamps. And that is for what's known as a meals fromage montage, where <laughs> you have to go. There are five possible places that have che- that there are five boots that offer a cheesy delight that if you buy this them. so ridiculous. You, I yes, love it. <laughs> if you actually if you buy these uh, cheese items. You get a stamp in the very last page of your passport. And after you have five stamps of different types of cheeses, you get a free cheesecake. Wow. So the, the, particip- the participating places are Earth Eats, which has an impossible cottage pie. The cheese studio with that black pepper borson souffle. Honestly, I have absolutely no interest in trying it at any other time. I would, if I was, I would go and get the beef stroganoff from this place because it's amazing. It's been coming back year after year, but now I want my, I, I want my damn stamp, so I have to get, <laughs> get that. There's um, at the a new one, the Alps, a warm. Ratchelet Swiss cheese, which is really amazing, which was really amazing. They take a wheel of cheese and they roast it, and then they basically cut a piece off and they pour it, pour, pour this melty cheese all over French bread, and Your it's face. amazing. Oh, yeah. sorry. <laughs> and then uh, Germany, their um, whatever their, I'm not even gonna try. I'm not even gonna try this. Try <laughs> Skimp connect. Uh, whatever the heck it is, <laughs> it's okay, basic. Okay. It's basically like a spatzel, and it's it's basically there. It's basically the German equivalent of a lasagna. Oh, Schenectady. Schenectady. Whatever. Yeah, something like that. Schenectady. And then place. And then Brazil, <laughs> you get a um, the the Brazilian cheese bread, which when I ordered it, I did ask the um, I I did ask the uh, clerk who was uh ringing me up so to get my food do i have to stand there and do an obnoxious chant (laughs) and she just looked at me smiled and laughed and said no (laughs) that cheese bread is the most annoying thing at food and wine it's like a cheddar biscuit like it's just it's so lame that's like the lamest thing at food and wine i can't believe they're making people buy that to get their cheesecake I thought of that beforehand. <laughs> they stepped up their game with it this time. If it's oh, if it's really? fresh so right it has out of the oven. parsley now or <laughs> no, it has to be fresh right out of the oven. Right out of the oven, it's amazing. It's ooey, it's gooey. If it's just sitting under a heat lamp, don't waste your time. Gotcha. It's just disgusting. Then. Hot tip. Literally. Exactly. <laughs> and then from there, you go over to the simmering sips. Where you will get a complimentary cheesecake after you spend after you spend basically thirty dollars worth of cheese because each one of these is five dollars and up. So after you spend actually no, there's five. So after you spend about twenty five dollars and change, you know, you with, with everything you're spending over thirty dollars when you well, add tax and the stamp, which is priceless. Else, yes, exactly. 
you can go over to the Sipping Sips where they have a cheese cut cheesecake trio. Oh, this is a cheese basic. crawl. You're talking yes, about the cheese crawl. This cheese is the cheese crawl. crawl. That's my kind of crawl. Yes. <laughs> and you get you get a free you get a free small mini cheesecake out of the three that they serve that they serve. I think it's like one their plain cheesecake or anything. You get like a bite of cheesecake. After spending thirty dollars worth of cheese. Right. I think you'd be doing more than a cheese crawl. I think that you know it says I'll have five stamps, please. And it says and what you get at the end of it is a bucket. <laughs> 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 all right uh let's see who's up next dave you want to go next sure so go. all right so i'm just going Tell. to play uh what is it uh, i'm gonna play uh passport bingo and just close it up and i'm gonna open up to a page and see <laughs> okay so uh i am going to go to Italy, and yeah. I am one thing that I have not had yet, and this one has been eluding me because I tried to get it twice already, and it just has not happened. They have a ravioli carbonara, parmesan and pecorino ravioli, egg yolk, cream, and bacon. The first time I went to get this was the first weekend of food and wine. I was thinking with the hurricane coming, everybody was leaving. Yeah, no, everybody went to Epcot because... Galaxy's Edge was empty. Everybody was online at Epcot trying to get this ravioli because the line was crazy. I looked at it and I'm like, I live here now. There's absolutely no way I'm going to stand on this line. The next time I was in Epcot and I'm thinking, okay, I can have this ravioli. I get online and two two people in, a cast member is standing there and say and ask and She's letting everybody know, hi, folks, uh, just letting you know we're all out of ravioli at the moment. <laughs> I promptly got off that line. Apparently, this ravioli has been like one of the hot ticket items. Are people to... saying it's good? I have a hard time believing that the ravioli there is good because it never has been before. You know what? It never has been. But it this this ravioli, every I've tried twice already, and every time it's gone. So, it's been selling I really out. I don't know if it's if it's. Uh, I have to. I don't I get that either. Uh, you, Annie, do you think uh, people just go? I ravioli. I know what that is. Just, <laughs> I don't know. It's still... weird that there would be hype around it at all. Is I'm kind of. Well, like, everything's got some weird that. name to right. it, right? You know. Because at um, at what was it at um the Flower and Garden they had Zeppelis and New York City they make great Zeppelis and I was thinking okay well it is florida but i'm like but this is the italy pavilion and it's basically staffed by italian nationals i'm gonna go over there and get me get me some zeppels guess what they were what? not they were not the zeppelis i grew up with I, I i took one bite of them and i'm like what's this crap it was basically the whole henry henry hills uh syndrome i ordered spaghetti and meatballs i got egg noodles and ketchup <laughs> well, Dave, next time I've got a tip for you. So, uh, in the next couple of weeks, when you go and you're trying to get this ravioli, uh, if you see the lines backed up, here's what you do you just go, Look, Joey Fatone. And then they're all just like running over towards Joey, where they think Joey Fatone is, and you'll have the whole line to yourself. So, you'll be this covered. is true. 
I can't wait to Thanksgiving to get back home because the Italian food here is lacking. I almost called my father and said, hey, uh, go to Rizzo's Pizza and please uh, find a place that does oh, freeze drying and send and pack it in dry ice and send me a couple pies. You say Pizza Rizzo? Is that what you said? Rizzo's Pizza, not Pizza Rizzo. <laughs> <laughs> My brain Best. really did. I was like, that's what he means. Best uh, pizzeria <laughs> in Astoria, Queens. Wow. Yeah. All right, Stephen, what are you going to eat? Or drink, I guess. Well... Probably the only one that's done their homework this weekend. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go to Hawaii uh, and they're doing a, a grilled tuna, was it? Halaki? This is with seaweed uh, salad, pickle cube, cucumbers, and wasabi cream. And apparently, this is inspired by the Alani Disney Vacation Club in Hawaii. We were saying earlier on, obviously, it's snack eligible. That's obviously due to the, the Disney dining plan. So all of these snacks at the Food & Wine are all eligible for one credit on your snack credit, which is really good for somebody like me coming across. Because uh, the amount of snack credits you actually get when you, you book a, a hotel at Disney's in Mule, we ended up coming back with hundreds of bits of candy because we couldn't <laughs> spend them all last time. Yes. Uh, but that, that just looks great. I mean, tuna steak, kind of go wrong with that. And obviously, you know, I'm sure there'll be uh, some pineapple in there somewhere as well if it's Hawaiian. But the pickled cucumber, uh, obviously, uh, you get cucumbers over your way, don't you? Yes, we get cucumbers here. Yeah, uh, it's not just <laughs> like dill pickles and stuff like that. But I think that's the same sort of idea. You know, the uh, I said a pickle, pickle, dill, pickle, but that really looks good. I think it would just make my mouth water even thinking about it. Man, I'm really, I'm really upset you didn't go for the teriyaki glaze spam. <laughs> the spam thing did sound good. I almost picked that for one of mine, but then I didn't. There's a reason why we didn't go for the spam. We're not uh, WDW Main Street. Street. <laughs> I don't even know. No, they they actually had this, and that's not a knock on them. They're, they're our friends. Uh, what I'm actually talking about in this case is a couple, but I think it was about maybe a year or two ago, they had this whole conversation about spam going around with the, the Hawaii booth at uh, one of the festivals and everything, and they were talking about the uh, wonders of such a canned meat, and I had to agree with them on that. <laughs> Over here, spam is really not a big seller. I mean, it, it, spam is one of these things that if you buy a big house, that you always say you live in Spam Valley because that's the only thing you can afford to eat because <laughs> your mortgage is so high. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, man, I'm going to steal that Spam Valley. All right. All right, my pick, uh, my first pick is I'm going to India. I'm going to do the warm Indian bread with the dips. It comes with three dips. Uh, pickled Tim, garlic. Pat, and Chuck. Three dips. <laughs> pickled garlic, mango salsa, and coriander pesto. Basically, it's like Sanaa bread service without having to go there. 
I'm down. It sounded good. Did it, I want it. The menu actually says salsa? What the heck? Uh, what the mango heck? Mango salsa, yeah. Oh, Indeed, my salsa. <laughs> why, are uh, you, why are you upset by that? Because <laughs> uh, they, they call it chutney. I don't know. It's just kind of oh, interesting okay. they called it salsa. It's like uh, when you call Maybe things chutney. Maybe people thought that. I don't know. I mean, thought people wouldn't like the word chutney. <laughs> right. Maybe they, maybe they were thinking, you know, for your average. Um... But they used to write pineapple chutney, did they not? Probably. For Speaking the... of that, they finally got they finally got rid of that damn hot dog with the pineapple chutney on it. They heard us complaining <laughs> about <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, how can you complain about a hot dog? I don't understand. You guys are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeff. What's your next one then? Is it a All hot right, dog? cool. So yeah, no. <laughs> spam. <laughs> um, no, I'm going. <laughs> it, you know, if you're in Florida, I think it's always kind of cool to to at least sample a little bit of the the local fav favors. And uh, Coastal Eats booth has a lot of um, uh, seafood. And I think what really struck my uh, caught my eye was the Pacifico True Stripe. Bass tostada with slaw and fire roasted tomatillo sauce. Um, I don't know. It just sounds pretty freaking cool. Um, I've also got an insider tip from a friend that they liked it, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that helps too. But anything is this, at this the booth, same friend that basically said at Active Eats the fruit and nut energy snack was just an overpriced uh, <laughs> granola bar? That's what it looks like, like a circular <laughs> granola bar patty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't I don't I don't know which friend that was, but uh they're evil, whoever that was, but um no, this this looks I don't know. Th this whole booth looks pretty cool. I I don't know how busy it is. David, do you remember if Coastal Eats was very busy? It's towards the front, so okay. um people who don't know any better that uh won't park at one of the hotels and basically just saying they're going to get a drink or something like that uh, oh gotcha and actually going in so people will hit this right away because oh, it's just shoot. what they see right so Dang. now with the fact that a lot of um, fencing is going to be going up now with because they just closed a whole bunch of world showcase plaza to uh, make way for the neighborhoods, this they're going to be rerouting people. How they're rerouting Epcot at the moment, I don't know, but I'm assuming that because they want to make money, the path that's going to go through all of the uh, all of the scrims and all of the uh, boards that they put up are probably going to take you straight past these, so people are going to see them and go straight to them. Nice. Mm -hmm. Well, that's my All choice. Right. Yeah, that one, I'm not a big seafood person, so I'm kind of not about the coastal eats, personally. <laughs> All right, Dave, what's your next one? Okay, so I'm going to Africa. Ooh. And I am going to have the Kenyan Coffee Barbecue Beef Tenderloin with mm. sweet potato what am and, I? <laughs> and corn maile pap and some type of slaw. Now... Do they use Joffrey's coffee? Let's let's assume that they do. <laughs> okay. Uh, a couple reasons why I'm going to do this. One, it's a beef tenderloin. I'm not a big fan of sweet potatoes, but I, I can deal with it. What's really calling me here is the pap. So I stayed at, uh, for the lack thereof, Hurricane Dorian in this area. And 
we were kind of just preparing and everything. I figured with uh, some of my friends and I, we decided that, hey, we can sit around our apartments and possibly if the storm hits us, lose power and then sit in a hot apartment for the duration. Or we can just pull our money and get a nice uh, room at Animal Kingdom Lodge. The room is the, – the building was designed to withstand charging animals and – if that's the case, it's going to withstand the Category 5 hurricane, too. So we decided to go that the night of, that the storm was supposed to hit, we went to Animal Kingdom Lodge, and we'll continue to do so, so. And one of the things over there that night was BOMA, believe it or not, was uh, $15. And it was packed. Now, normally it's forty nine ninety nine per person, but basically... They said it was a limited menu. They basically had everything that I've known I've known to have at Boma. But that night their cornmeal pap was delicious to a point where I that stuff is like cracking a bowl. I had like three bowls full of it. It was amazing. So, so what right there, like grits or something like it's that? It's basically it's African grits. Right. And I just been like just looking at the looking at the beef tenderloin and seeing that they're mixing it with the pap, I'm like, yeah, I need to try this stuff. Yeah, well, it's, it's like fried to, grits. Yeah, go ahead. You need to try it and let us know how it is. Yes, that's one I haven't actually had a chance to try yet. The pap. Yeah, I no. did not know what pap was until tonight. You taught me something new today, Dan. Thank you. Um, all right, Mike or Stephen, what's your next one? I'll answer the anything. I don't really care. Okay. Uh, <laughs> after Dave choosing one of mine, which is always a staple for me when I go to to these sort of festivals, I love the the coffee rub uh, with the beef. It's always really really good. Uh, but I'll go over to Australia. This is and get the grilled prawn and spicy bush berry shrimp. With pineapple, pepper, onion, and snap pear, snap peas. I just love shrimp. Over here, they call them shrimp, and it's like something the size of your your pinky nail. You know, it's absolutely tiny. You go to Florida and you say shrimp, and it's as if you need two hands to eat it. Uh, it's so fresh as well. Uh, when you come over in Florida, it's just it's amazing, you know. Especially obviously having something with, you know, the the berries and the pineapple. The pineapple just brings out, I think, the flavour of the fish as well. Uh, snap peas. So I was actually looking at something today. They were actually selling snap peas in a bag. It was like a a, a, a snack thing. So I was going to buy some of them, but I just. The Australian stuff just looks really, really good. Obviously, I know obviously they're big on lamb, but uh, obviously being a, a coastal country as well, I so said I just went for the shrimp. You pick such like good, hearty, like healthy and fun, lively food options. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas my next pick is the frothy ramen. <laughs> From Japan, <laughs> which, it looks disgusting, but I want to eat it. I don't know. I just want to try it. It's like noodles in like a glass cup, <laughs> ramen noodles in a cup, in broth 
with a light foam topping, whatever that means. <laughs> I don't know what foam actually means in this context. And you don't like seafood. It looks disgusting. Uh, yeah, but I'm all right with a little umami. I don't know. Oh, I hear you. So, I'm yeah, that's my next one. But it's <laughs> I funny just you like say the that. juxtaposition of Stephen's like, this delicious shrimp, fresh shrimp. And I'm like, I'm going to eat these noodles in a cup and it's going to be awful. We need to pay David to go, Dave to go try that. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. Yeah, Dave, have you had the, the frothy ramen yet? No, I have not had the frothy ramen, actually. Probably because my line's so long to get it, I bet. No, I actually just <laughs> I actually just haven't made it to that part of the showcase yet. To, I'm going like I'm starting in Future World and I'm just progress. I my feeling is it just started Labor Labor Day weekend. I have all the way to November, so I gotta pace yeah. myself. So right. maybe maybe once or twice a week I'm going into Epcot and I'm just having one thing from one of these uh kiosks and just yeah, like instead of, instead of that night instead of cooking that night there's i'm just going and just having like going to two kiosks and that's my dinner like one one night a week or so that's and eventually so nice. maybe on the weekend maybe just like go in like have have lunch and dinner one day at epcot like just by going to kiosks so <laughs> i haven't got that far yet you're gonna literally rotate like Halloween Horror Nights one night, and then Epcot Food and Wine the next, and just keep <laughs> rotating back and forth. I go to Epcot at least once a week, but I've I during the during the week usually I try to avoid the parks, believe it or not. Yeah. And try to get a little bit of normalcy and everything. You know, you come out of my complex and you turn you turn right, and if you continue straight, you're gonna hit Disney World. You turn left, and if you get into one lane and continue straight, you're gonna hit Disney World. So it's like. <laughs> you know, it's it's around me. I love being here, but I'm actually trying to actually live a normal life too. Yes, I can actually go on on the weekends to the parks, parks and everything, but I don't want to. I don't want to overdo it to a point where the magic is just gone. Right. Never. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> All right, Jeff. What's your last pick? Okay, I'm gonna throw you a curveball or curve donut in this case. Um, so opening October 1st, it looks like, Dave, write this one down. It's called the Donut Box. Uh-huh. And, and um, Because I read these, and one of them just looks like, just based on the name of it, I want to try it. I know. And so th- there's a lot of cool offerings here. Uh, the one that kind of jumped out at me was interesting. A sweet corn fritter with Fresno and red pepper jelly. Um, that just sounds pretty weird almost like the frothy uh, noodles um so i just have to try it <laughs> it's got a v next to it for victory i'm assuming so i think i just won for victory <laughs> okay what anyway, is fresno it's a chili all right yeah i do like pepper jellies i will say that yeah i do a couple of uh what is it i do a couple of appetizers appetizers whenever i uh, have a party where it's like i'll do like um a pepper jelly over a cream cheese dip and some for and with crackers and stuff like that and there's like a little bit of sweetness to it there's a little bit of heat and then 
there's a little bit of salt with the cream cheese mixing them all together. It's like, you know what it is? It's the Olaf syndrome. The hot and the cold are just yeah. so intense. Put them together, it just makes sense. <laughs> right. I think obviously yeah. the donuts with the sort of savory and the sweet sagging through it. Yeah. I do, uh, the two flavor combinations just make it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm a fan of the of the spicy jellies. I don't know. It's just I, I got hooked on them you know, years ago, and they're, they're they come in handy sometimes. Not not all the time, but you see, out of the out of the two offerings there, that one sounds the the second one just just the name of it just turns me off. Strawberry dusted yeast donut holes. It just doesn't sound right. <laughs> it's when you add in yeast to anything, it just doesn't sound very nice. Exactly. It's just. I read that and I just I read that and I just got skeeved out. There was just something about it that just No oh, brother. <laughs> I I've never had a savory donut. I don't never know. Never had a bacon on it? Like a donut with bacon? No, I never had Oh, lovely. <laughs> Have you had a cronut? No. Uh, see, the cronuts, the thing with the cronuts is the outside has the cinnamon sugar, but when you break them apart and you go layer by layer because they're croissants, you have that save, that salty, buttery taste in the middle mixing together with it. And it's, I mean, it's amazing. I'm down. <laughs> you mix the two of them together, the sweet and the savory, and it, it works so well. <laughs> All right, Dave, what's your next or your last pick? All right, so my last pick, I got to uh, – this one I'm going to cheat a bit because I kind of got to bring it all uh, – basically, I got to make it come all full circle. So I started off ranting about how uh, there's a whole bunch of has-beens at the Eat to the Beat concert, and I will continue to, continue to say that. But with that as the case, I'm going to go over to the Fife and Drum Tavern and I'm going to have the Hanson Brothers uh, Beer Company M Hops Pale Ale because is that Hans- real? Yes, it yeah. is. Hanson. <laughs> Hanson no performs every every year at the Eat to the Beat concert, and let's face it, Hanson is a bunch of uh, has-beens. And as performers, they're useless, but as brewers, they're awesome. So. They're they very have talented. Re- they play all their own instruments and write all their own music. And, and brew their all their own beer. Yes. <laughs> and apparently they still breathe. That's, that's funny. Yes, so with that, they have a very lively fan community that is just insane. Also, you would yes, be this surprised. is true, and they all and they all invade Epcot. I know a couple Let people me guess. that actually fly in for Hanson concerts. <laughs> Let me guess They're, all all middle-aged moms. Is that what you're? Is that? Is that no, the actually, believe it or not, once, and it was it was crazy stuff. Like believe it, was it wild. or not, <laughs> I actually I actually know grown men who actually plan their Disney trips around Hanson's Eat to the Beat oh performances. Gosh. Believe I was going to marry Taylor Hanson when I was twelve. <laughs> These guys are like the equivalent of the My Little Pony bronies. I don't get it, but I love him so own. much. <laughs> What, what I'm just going to have the at least they're good for something. <laughs> boppers, that's good. boppers. Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, uh, all right, Stephen, what are you eating or drinking? No, no, definitely eating. 
Oh, always go for the food. <laughs> <laughs> smart man, uh, smart man. Always got a, a major diet before I hit Florida <laughs> uh, so that I can put it all back on before in that two weeks before I come back here. Very wise. Uh, but <laughs> we should just all looking be so at wise. <laughs> <laughs> just looking at my, my three things that I've chosen tonight. Uh, just when you were saying you don't like seafood, every one of them has been <laughs> seafood. You know, I've had the tuna, I've had the shrimp. It sounds uh, good if I like seafood. Do I? <laughs> I can appreciate the description. So maybe not the most prolific sort of country for their seafood, uh, but I'm heading over to Brazil and they're sort of doing a, is a, is a Maqueca Brazilian seafood stew. Featuring oh, Brazil. I thought you white. said gazelle. I'm like, what? What country's gazelle? I was going to my head. Like yeah. Metropolis. <laughs> It's the west of Latvia. Uh, Yako's uh, <laughs> Countries of the World song. Uh, there's that many, that many fighting and that many countries breaking up over here. You don't know. I said, you can make up a country over here and nobody would actually know the difference. Pepsi presents Gazelle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Arndale, you know, it works the same sort of idea. Made up country. Uh, all right, so it's a Brazilian seafood stew featuring scallop shrimp, white fish, and coconut lime sauce with a steamed rice. I'm very, I would, just recently I've just sort of get back and no back into it. I didn't really like Thai food, so I've I've found something that you can have like coconut milk with now, and uh, it's, it's, it's a, a randang sauce, I think it is, but really into my coconut and lime. You know, it just uh, the, the coconut being very, very sweet and the, the lime just brings it back. Your your taste buds sparkling back to life. Oh, yeah. Uh, but having it with a, a stew, I mean, it was scallops. I don't know how they would be if they're sitting in a stew for a, a long while. You know, you'd yeah, probably be right. chewing them for the next That's fortnight. That's you know? the hard part, yeah. Uh, but if you can get it right, it says the flavours you can get in a, a fish stew is just fantastic. This is so that'll be my last one. And it'll just slap me about the face with a lime sauce just to <laughs> zing me up for the, the next one. Stay like lively food. <laughs> um, all right. Well, my last choice, I'm going to Morocco to get the spicy hummus fries with uh, cucumber, tomatoes, onions, tzatziki. I hate trying to say that. Uh, <laughs> and tzatziki. <laughs> we just had a I grew up in a Greek neighborhood, in so that's called tzatzikis. Not, oh my, yep. I, tzatziki. Yeah. That. Not the mm-hmm. ziki, not the ziki. <laughs> Jeez. But anyway, these hummus fries, um, which were described by Josh at EZWDW as horrifically overpriced. Oh gosh. <laughs> at eight dollars. Yikes. Accurate. But they look really good. They're like little. What do you call a three-dimensional rectangle? They're a little... Three-dimensional rectangle. A what? Pyramid. Pyramid. Yes. We'll go through this. Sorry. No, no. Triangle. God's sake. It's a rhomboid. Sure. It's an N-gon. Some sort of polygon. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) They look good. So, yeah. That's solid. I'd eat them. Yeah. 
They're all right. Uh, I, I'm not a fan, but continue. Oh, did you eat them? When did you have them? Okay, so I had them last year, and I actually just had a conversation about them. So, um, <laughs> so actually, it was, uh, what was it? This was uh, last, I think it was last week. It was, I think it was, I think it was the, um, it was sometime before when uh, Orlando was still supposed to actually be uh, hit somewhat with the hurricane. And I was with I was in Epcot, and I was with I was with my friend Megan, who happens to be uh, her brother is Craig Williams from the Diz, and we were walking around um, we were walking around Food and Wine, and we passed the Morocco booth, and I had gotten something else from the Morocco booth. Uh, what was it? Let me pull up the menu. Uh, hold on. Brazil, Belgium, Brazil, France, hops and barley, salmon's right area. Okay, I got the New York strip steak, uh, green, whatever, flatbread. And I was talking to her, I'm like, okay, so I'm like, I'm not a fan of the hummus fries. She's like, me either. I'm like, last year or so, your brother was on, on the Diz, uh, raving about them and i went afterwards to try she's like you know i heard him do the same thing i went to them and the, and i took one bite of them and threw them away i'm like yeah i did the same thing i'm like oh my goodness i was not i was not a i was not a fan of these i mean don't get me wrong i i have a great respect for craig i've gotten to hang out with craig on many occasions and everything but his review of these made me say okay i really got to try these hummus fries i was like meh and his but sister was his so sister had the same reaction. She's like, I couldn't. She's like, they were way too spicy for me. I had to just throw them away afterwards. I want to throw this. I'm going to throw this out there, but maybe I wonder what he was drinking because sometimes certain drinks you're this drinking, is yeah, it goes with that or something. Yeah, could be. But sometimes at some of those boots too, they offer some type of pairing. Yeah, it's usually a wine pairing because it is food and wine. Right. And as a matter sense. of fact, I'm thinking I haven't I haven't had one single serving of wine yet <laughs> at Food and Wine. Got to change that. I want some wine. I think I, just, I think they should just call this the. Uh, they should call it Epcot Food and Beer. Yeah. Just call it <laughs> food and alcohol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> food, well, food and drink because there's actually a couple of really good non-alcoholic things. Uh, and may I add one little uh, sleeper uh, thing that I would like to recommend that everybody try? Yes, please do. Okay. So every year they try to make they try to get more people to uh, spend more money, especially with those stupid little uh, passports where <laughs> oh I got to earn my stickers because that's that's me and I end All up those like cheesy gimmicks. Get yeah. it? Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Which after I finish my passport, guess what? That and the Metro card is going to get me on the New York City subway. But with that said, <laughs> inside, Ew. so they'll add stuff like the refreshment port where you're going over there. You know, that's that's one that's there every year. They add something like this year. They added a duck poutine, which is actually amazing. Oh, I but, almost put poutine on my list. It looked really good. Just sounds duck, good. You mean the duck confit? Yes. Poutine? Yeah. I almost put but, it down there. Uh, another one that they always do is usually the refreshment outpost in um, the World Showcase between China and I think Germany. They have that little African section, which basically is just a land uh, 
expansion pad until they change it to something else because they don't really need an African pavilion there because they have an entire park with an African section. But that's just my uh, review of that. But over there, usually they have like a um, frozen Coke with some type of uh, alcohol in it. This year they upped their game. They have a Nigerian meat pie. But what I'm really, what I really loved, and I would recommend to anybody, it was just so light, fluffy, and refreshing. Is the No Worries Panna Cotta. I'm sorry, Panna Cotta. That's better. Raspberry, papaya, <laughs> and mango Panna Cotta with a cookie crumble base and Lion King white chocolate. It's it basically it's this it's a white chocolate piece with airbrushed with the uh, Simba, Timon and Pumbaa walking over the log singing Hakuna Matata from the, from the movie. He ain't this, lying. What? Nothing. Go ahead. It's <laughs> it's delicious. It's Yeah, that sounds fluffy. delicious. It's it's, it's uh, yeah, it's it's a vacation in a cup. Yeah, nice. I want a vacation in the cup. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> hey, you had your vacation with your foam and noodles, okay? You're stuck with that. No, I want a different vacation. No, no, that's your vacation. <laughs> I've got the, like, uh, Andrew Zimmer. <laughs> that, that, is, that is Dave's sleeper hit of the of the festival right now. They've had it before at other places, too. I think they, they might have even served it in some other guys at Animal Kingdom celebrating the Lion King, but this thing I is... definitely remember seeing something with, like, uh, chocolate yeah. Simba yeah. thing stuck in it or whatever. This thing is <laughs> really amazing. It's not too sweet. There's there's some tartness to it. Nice. It's definitely something worth giving a try if you're looking for a uh, decadent dessert. Right, nice. Oh, Epcot. Hey, All if right. you got a second... I got uh, so I reached out to my friends Tim and Jen because you might have heard of them, but they Tim and they gave me a their rundown of their top three each just to help me out because I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, Jen liked her favorite was the striped bass, but I think I picked that actually, that uh, tostada thing, the crab cake, yeah, <laughs> the crab cake and the corned beef on chips. I don't know what that is. Do you know what that is, Dave? Corned beef on chips. I don't know what that is. No, I haven't come up with that one yet. And then Tim picked the Hawaiian pulled pork, the racklet cheese that Dave picked. Um, uh, that's that Swiss thing. And then chimichurri steak, which I think it's at the fire booth. Which, that looked awesome, too. I had I had that yesterday for, for lunch. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. It looked was, was look awesome. What's that fire thing called? Flavors from fire. I thought it's it. Okay, cool. I was like rising fire. <laughs> nice all right well on that note i think we can wrap it up if no one has anything to add all right i'll take the side that says no all right well if you want to follow the podcast on social media you can find us on twitter at uh, mickey dudes (laughs) or on instagram at the mickey dudes podcast um jeff where can we find you I'm at Braindead92 on Twitter and just plain Braindew, B-R-A-I-N-D-E-W on Instagram. And Dave, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Figments Reality. And Stephen, where can we find you? Yeah, you can get me on Twitter and Instagram under SJM Disney and Stephen Maxwell on Facebook. 
And you can find me at DJ Phil. That's DJ P-H-O-B pretty much anywhere, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you want to go. And thanks for listening to this episode of the Mickey Dudes podcast. Have a magical day. You've just listened to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again real soon.